sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we may be making some progress, a little progress, a lot of progress in our goals. And these tiny little negative thoughts start to creep in and get bigger and bigger, distracting us from the activities that support our health and our wellness goals. And I'm talking about perfectionism. And perfectionism can look like a lot of things, but today I'm going to talk about different ways perfectionism may show up as you go go after those wellness goals and some tips on how to overcome this. But first, before we get into all that, I want to be sure that you know about September 19th, 11 a.m., Join me for the five habit framework workshop. You can sign up to get the link at fitwithmommylou.com slash five habit workshop. You'll learn the five habit framework from body habit rescue, why I use that and learn a little bit about how to kind of not need motivation all the time to get to your wellness goals. I'm going to give some freebies and some extras if you're thinking about signing up for Body Habit Rescue. Body Habit Rescue does open on September 24th. So definitely, if you're thinking about doing Body Habit Rescue, join me at the the Five Habit Framework Workshop on September 19th, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And I hope to see you there. But today, we're going to talk about five different ways perfectionism may be showing up in your wellness goals and how to overcome them. Let's get into it. Hey, mama, are you way too busy to figure out what you actually need for your health? Do you want to make sustainable progress in your health goals while also feeling at peace with your body? Maybe you just feel stuck. You dread getting dressed in the morning because, well, nothing fits anymore. Hey, I'm Lou, and wherever you are, we're going to love your body to health. As a mom, wife, and trainer, I like to debunk popular culture to help you find research-based, sustainable habits. We're moving out of overwhelm and into empowerment. Wherever you are, fill up that water bottle, lace up those shoes, because we're about to move your health. Let's catch up, friend. Okay, before we get into perfectionism and all the ways that it shows up, I just have to confess that I definitely have my crown, earned my crown as queen or runner up or somewhere on the council of perfectionism. (laughs) I have had a lifetime of perfectionism and dealing with that. I don't know if it came from dance or maybe some of the early childhood you know, kind of mesh of things that were happening, parenting, definitely some some perfectionism there. But if there's any area that I feel pretty comfortable talking about because of my experience, definitely this is one of them. And perfectionism can morph and show up and it really is a kind of mystique character uh, when you're trying to go after your goals. And if you don't know who mystique is, definitely check out X-Men. We are a huge Marvel sci-fi family and enjoy that world. So if you do, then you are right at home with us as well. (laughs) If you don't, no worries. We also like rom-coms and things like that. So, uh, but where perfectionism is concerned, I always find it getting in the way of my progress. And sometimes perfectionism really isn't that kind of whack-a-mole problem where you can just kind of fix it by pushing it down or passing something quickly. Sometimes these perfectionism tendencies can have really deep roots and we want to acknowledge that where we need to. 
but I'm going to talk about these root, these deeper root ones today and some, some lighter root ones as well. But here are five of the perfectionism hurdles that I have faced that I've had to kind of tackle from time to time. And in the area of wellness, particularly, the first one is body dysmorphia. And body dysmorphia is essentially a a fancy way of saying that you feel like you don't have the perfect body. Your sense of yourself and what what you look like is a little bit off. And sometimes this covers as like a false humility at first. We want to play down maybe the actual results that we're seeing on our bodies or in our lives or in our energy levels or something like that. But then it starts to set in that your body is not looking the way we want it to look. And so things can snowball pretty quickly and maybe the results that you've gotten, you're not able to see them as victories. Or maybe if somebody else doesn't see them as a vic- the same amount of victory that you have, they don't see the hard work, they don't see the lifestyle changes, then it feels almost as if it hasn't happened. And this body dysmorphia starts to set in and snowball into something that much bigger than it ever should have been. Maybe you're unhappy with some sort of aesthetic, but it d- it should not become a cloud in our lives. And that That's something that we really have to watch, something that may have deeper roots into family culture, how you were brought up, some of the athletics or other extracurriculars that you participated. It could be body trauma that that happened, something that was physically either done to you or about you. And so there are things that happen within that body dysmorphia kind of perfectionism. We're trying to attain something that's elusive, something that really is either unattainable or is not actual in the moment. And so it really can thwart the progress and the activity and the energy that it takes to continue to work on our healthy habits. So watching out for body dysmorphia is huge. The second one is shame. And usually shame has to do with our relationship with others. And we want to be perfect for others. Perfectionism, again, is this nebulous, changing, mystique kind of one thing one in one setting and another thing in another. And there could be very deep roots of shame just never being enough for a person in your life, an environment, something like that, that there may have been hostile environments and you had to hide some portion of yourself. Hiding your true desires or stated goals because you fear others will judge your goals or your desires or your hopes, fearing others is a quick way to suppress the healthy activity that happens when we begin choosing our health. It's that fear that others will judge our activities and the purposes that we have behind them. We can never be entirely what others want us to be, and we can't control others' perceptions of us. We can control our actions toward others, our kindness, our humility, our patience. 
And sometimes we have this switch that needs to be turned off on the inside of us that reads as a person or situation as more hostile than it actually is. And that is that shame button that will run and hide to protect ourselves, which is huge. And it did. It's worked in many environments that were healthy. We run and protect ourselves. But in an everyday environment, it's really important that we begin to bridge the, the gap between our desires, our purposes, our beliefs, our actions with others and their perceptions of us. It's never going to work out exactly a, be a, an exact mirror of what we desire others to think of us, but we can choose to kind of work with the environment and, and really lower the perception of hostility around us so that we don't have to hide who we are and what we desire about our lives and our families. The third way that perfectionism can show up is guilt. And if you feel like you haven't been perfect in your actions or feelings or beliefs, or maybe some of the results that you've gotten, maybe you weren't taking the healthiest, making the healthiest choices to get them, or maybe you were getting results that you felt like you didn't really deserve and or maybe you failed and maybe you messed up and maybe you did it wrong but if it's important to you try it again try again and again and again if this goal is so important to you try again and make it healthier the next next time try again and do it in a better way try again and try to push through the failure moments, right? It's really important to embrace those those guilty feelings for what they are, and you will never be perfect in your actions, in your feelings, and in your beliefs about a situation because you only have a very skewed view of what's really happening altogether. We only can know a fraction of what, what's happening to our bodies, in our environments, with other people's perceptions, all those things. So feeling guilty and taking on the guilt can sometimes put a huge pressure and weight in the way of healthier and more beneficial behaviors for ourselves and for our bodies in the long term. I always kind of sum it up like this, progress equals action plus commitment to just get a little bit better. So if you want progress, you're going to have to take action, but it's just with a commitment to just get a little bit better, okay? So it's not action plus perfection or perfect action, action plus, you know, uh, some sort of huge commitment to be the best or, or get it all right the first time or anything like that. I want you to break it down to even smaller, just the barest minimum, especially if you're dealing with this perfectionism component, that you would just have the commitment to just get a little bit better next time, okay? So a healthier choice, a healthier way of doing it, hydrating, eating higher nutrient food, actually eating instead of starving, <laughs> um, moving and not 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 without the guilt moving with with a positive kind of excitement about your body's ability all of those things are are just a commitment to just get a little bit better 
the next time you take action, right? And that is your progress. That is getting grit and teeth in the ground. And you're going to have so many more gains for your whole health, not just your externals or whatever it is, you know, all the the pieces that go with why we're making these beneficial changes. I want you to have whole health for your for your whole body, body, mind and spirit. The fourth way perfectionism can show up and ruin your game is procrastination. And that's when we're waiting for the perfect plan, the perfect mode or or program, the perfect motivation, the perfect timing, just to do the first step, (laughs) or maybe just to do the first step again. I sum it up like this, and this is one of those whack-a-mole ones that you just have to whack it. Procrastination is just one you have to whack it. You just have to move. Commit to move for one minute. Commit to move for three minutes. Commit to stretch. Just eat vegetables. Commit to one vegetable, broccoli, spinach, whatever it is that floats your boat, just one, just go to sleep on time. (laughs) Just whack that one because procrastination will build up and build up and build up and build up and you'll find three, five, 10, 20, 300 days later, you haven't done the first step and you haven't had a chance to learn what it takes to get better. By action and that commitment to just get a little bit better, you're never going to learn how to get a little bit better for the next piece of progress in your goals. So doing a small step quickly or breaking big ideas down into small steps can lighten that mental load. So if you are thinking something really big, I need to lose 50 pounds. Well, there I can name off the top of my head, I can give you 20, 25 steps that you need to take between you now and you 50 pounds later. That is a big goal. Let me break it down for you step by step, or you take the time and have the patience with yourself to learn the actions and that commitment to just get a little bit better, to see yourself grow into the person that you need to be to be the healthiest version of you, right? The fifth way that perfectionism can show up is a fear of failure. Just like the rest of them, if I don't perfectly execute, I will fail. And this definitely speaks to me I am a big one to see all the ways that something can go wrong and I have to preach to myself what can go right. I have to remember where I've come from. I'm not where I've been. I'm not where I'm going, but I'm in a better place than I was before. And it's really important that you continue to take action, execute as best you can with the knowledge that you have and that you've gained over time. You have just been getting a little bit better over time. Execute as best you can with that knowledge. You will fail because that's a part of progress, but you also will succeed. You cannot take action plus a commitment to get just a little bit better and not make progress. That is my promise to you. You will always make progress when you are committed to get just a little bit better. Function over fatigue, really important, especially in those tired moments, especially when it's hard, really go after the fundamentals and the form of what you're doing. 
and try tracking. This is an easy one, really simple, and it will make give you so many gains. Try tracking only your successes for a while, just your successes. We learn a lot faster when we catalog our successes versus just look at our failures. I grew up in an environment where if you failed, you needed to kind of really just take apart all the details of why you failed and what happened and all those things. And it really just bred perfectionism into me. And while that's great to learn from your failures, it's so much greater to just track your successes and cheer for a while. It's great hormonally, it's great for psychology, and psychology definitely is connected to our biology. I definitely have a, an upcoming a podcast episode on that. That is, it, that is a, it seems like it, it was kind of built in thinking for many centuries, but it, it's actually a very new concept that our psychology and our thoughts have a direct effect on our body and our physical well-being but track your successes for just your successes for a while and see how your body loves and absorbs that good joy that you're stirring up. A few other ways that that perfectionism can creep in. Uh, I just, as there's one big one for me, it's untidy surroundings. It's really hard for me sometimes when I know that things have to be done. That's the second one is nagging unfinished tasks. We call them nuts, nagging unfinished tasks. Um, but that has to do with my untidy surroundings. Usually they they go hand in hand and something's a mess. There's laundry to be folded or put away or, you know, the yard needs to be cleaned up or my desk needs, you know, the piles need to be taking care of finances. There's so many pieces. And if you can just break your one action down, it kind of goes hand in hand with procrastination, that you're not using these things to procrastinate or put something off that you are, you can create a list or have a have a piece of paper next to you, writing a list of things that you need to do. Get those small things out of your head so that you can have a bigger picture of how, of what you need to kind of tackle or more creative brain in action. Um, but make sure that you keep a list or a handy piece of paper and pen close by just to get those thoughts from circling out in your brain. So these are some of the ways perfectionism may block your healthy habit progress. There are many ways to kind of start dealing with these and developing away from these. I gave you some as I was cataloging them, but there are three main components as well. If you really want to make big strides, one is accountability. So having goals and tracking goals and tracking your progress is really important. You can have personal accountability. You can have accountability structure with people, humans that are that are keeping you accountable, but having accountability really helps you keep on top of those perfectionism blocks. The second is community and having hearing others' journeys and having their thoughts and input. And I'm not talking about social media. I actually don't use social media much because of this, because of the messaging that comes from social media. I use social media for comedy breaks, for laughs, for things like that. I also check in on the community groups that I that I manage, but I I really don't use social media much at all unless I'm talking to people that I know or want to support. It's it's a personal choice for me, but 
really be choosy about community and about the messages that you're hearing and about the the environments that you really want to put yourself in. Are they helping you make progress? Are they are you seeing other people on their journeys or their thoughts, their their ideas of how they are they are either struggling or overcoming those struggles or need help? It all helps really to be able to mirror others and and compare your story with others. And the last real area of support is mentors, counselors, coaches, that whole environment of someone who helps you dream bigger, who helps keep the the fire lit, who helps challenge you when you're kind of stagnant or gives you new ideas to be able to incorporate into your kind of goals and progress. It's really important to have these mentors, these counselors, these coaches uh, at play at all times. I definitely am a supporter of having a mental health therapist of some sort in your environment, in your community. Also, uh, coaches, people who have been there and done that and want to support your journey as well. It's really important to find those people um, to cheer you on and to to help you unpack some of the the deeper things that that are happening and blocking your progress. I hope this is helpful. I hope that you're getting some some good thoughts going and some some maybe attacking some of the things that have have gotten your way. I am always here cheering you on and I do hope that you will join me September 19th, 11 a.m. If you're hearing all my podcasts, I'm wearing this out because I want you there. So this is huge because I'm kicking off Body Habit Rescue again. This is my 12-week program. It was, it started as four weeks and it morphed into six weeks and then I think it was any time and now it's a very hands-on 12 weeks and I've built it in such a way that I want to guarantee that you are going to see results and so in in so many ways I, I'm really excited about this the new body habit rescue how it's laid out the progress of it and and that if you fully participate you are absolutely going to see results from this program so I'm excited to roll that out to you I will talk more about it at the the five habit framework if you would like to learn more about it you can go to bodyhabitrescue.co bodyhabitrescue.co also the link are in the notes. All the links for all of these things are in the notes. Um, And I hope to see you there. Until then, let's move, friend. Thank you so much for listening. If it was helpful to you, please pass to a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews are so supportive to me and to others. I read every one. Until next time, let's move, friend.